What's up, what's up, folks? How's it going? My name is Sherman Milton III, and I am the host of the Millennial Hustler Podcast. So each week, I'll be coming to you with a new guest that will be sharing with you different ways they have, and they currently are, making money on the side as a side hustle legally. So stay tuned, check us out every week, and be sure to subscribe. Let's jump right on in. What's up? What's up, folks? I'd like to welcome you all to episode three. So today I'm interviewing one of my good friends. I met my senior year in college at good old St. Leo University. We were roommates for maybe about a week, and then he was like, peace, I'm out. And we just ended up staying in touch. We're literally like brothers and try to link up at least once a year. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I'd like to welcome Mr. Jason Carville. Hey, Jason, why don't you introduce yourself to the listeners? Yes, sir. My brother, my brother. How are you, man? I appreciate you having me on here. It's a pleasure. You're doing great, man. Thanks for taking the time out. Absolutely, man. You know, I've always said Sherman is my brother from another mother, and we go way back, um, all the way back to your good old days in Florida back in 2012. You know, I was just wandering around the streets of Florida looking for a place to live, and Sherman opened up his door for me. But no, it's been uh, it's been a great ride, and I've always said, you know, we have we get along so well because we have so many like interests, so common, you know. And I love the energy, drive, and hustle that Sherman has, and he's an inspiration to all of us. Um, so basically, you know, our journey started back in the day. I was doing a Disney College program down in Orlando, Florida. You know, just seeing what the world had to offer. Uh, that kind of started my interest in entrepreneurism and also just being a serial hustler you know i'm i'm all about that life always finding that next thing looking for what's around the corner and just like all of us you know we're all looking for our inner purpose so you know i started out back in 2012 i was doing a disney college program fell in love with florida just love the atmosphere down there super warm much better than living in snowy rochester new york uh so i moved down to florida wanted to extend my time there and then i ended up doing a uh, few internships down there. I did a spring training program actually with the Houston Astros. And then after that, I wanted to, you know, find a college down there to stay. And I found St. Leo university to do their sports marketing program. Uh, you know, and I basically loved living down in Florida. Unfortunately, the school part didn't work out, but I did make, you know, one of my best friends down there with Sherman. He was the RA actually for the floor that I got placed on. And he ended up letting me crash on his couch for a few weeks. And it was some of the best times of my life. Um, but then I made it back to New York, finished up college, and then I actually just moved back down to the south. I love warmer weather, so I'm in Dallas, Texas. That's where I live now. And uh, always try to, at least once a year, make it to Florida, visit Sherm, and turn up. No, uh, 100%. Yeah, I still remember that day. I was getting my mail. I was, you know, checking my mailbox. And I heard someone coming. I was like, crap, I'm going to have a new roommate. But no, it's good. It's been it's been great. It's been incredible, dude. So what, what are you doing there? And what are you doing there in, um, in Houston right now for work? Yeah. In Dallas I'm in. So, yeah. So basically, um, I'm doing ADT security. So this is a job that I started after college in Rochester, New York. I grew up in Rochester, New York. I was born in Fort Worth, but I grew up in snowy Rochester. So after college, um, you know, I was really just trying to figure out what I wanted out of life, you know, it's, it's that tough phase where, you know, no one's giving you that blueprint that they gave you for the previous 12 years of your life. You know, they're not saying, oh, here's what to do next. You know, here, go get a job here, start working here, doing this, that. 
you know, you got to figure life out on your own. So after college, um, I was real interested in business. I always knew that my dad was personal finance. Um, you know, he made a living out of doing that. So I've always been in that realm. I just didn't know what exact niche I wanted to get into. So long story out of college, locker room sports. It's one of the you can find in, in the area for hockey. All the pros go there and Brian Gianta, Ryan Callahan get their skates sharpened. And, you know, it's just all around good place. So I ended up being a store manager there. Uh, the owner was an entrepreneur, so that stoked my interest. I've always been very entrepreneurial. I've done, you know, you name, you name it. From from the time I was about 13, 14, I used my parents' push lawnmower to start mowing my neighbor's lawns. I was actually, you know, making money off my friend's parents because they didn't want to mow their lawn and their kids were too lazy to do it. So I was like, hey, let me mow your lawn for 30 bucks, And they would pay me. So that was my summer job all throughout high school and into college. So after college ended, I did the internships. I was like, hey, I got to, you know, see what else is out there. I stumbled upon ADT security. So this is like, you know, your sales job, basically your jack of all trades. You go in there, you sell the system. You got to upgrade the customer, show them, hey, you know, the credit they gave you over the phone is only covering these two windows. But don't you want all of them covered? You throw that in. You got to make a deal, man. It's all about the art of making a deal. So, you know, I've. I've done that. I started out as a technician in Rochester, New York. I did that for about two years and then uh, opening opened up in Texas. And I've always wanted to live in a warmer climate. And I was born in Fort Worth. So I thought, why not come down here? And uh, I made a big change about a year and a half ago. So I moved down to Dallas, just had some aunts and uncles who lived here, but just kind of made it happen. Luckily, my company put me up in a hotel for two months and then I was able to find an apartment. And then I just recently bought a condo. So I mean, you know, where there's a will, there's a way. So you just got to put your head to the grindstone sometimes and make it happen. Yeah, I agree, dude. That's, that's, that's what you have to do. And it was funny too, because I still remember when you read, when you called me, you're like, Hey, um, you know, I'm taking this job to, uh, in, in Texas. I'm like, dude, where are you going to live? I was like, Oh, I'm going to stay in a hotel. I was like, dude, you're crazy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, looking back, like, no. like, honestly, when you're young and dumb, ignorance is bliss, right? Like looking forward, I'm like, why would I move anywhere and not know where to live? But Hey, you just got to sometimes go for it and, if you overanalyze, you'll kill any, you know, doubt kills more dreams than anything else. Oh, for sure. A hundred percent. So let's, let's talk about side hustles. So like, I mean, as long as I've known you, you've been, you know, the ultimate hustler. That's one of the reasons <laughs> why we always, we get a well, so we get a well, so, so, so good. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Um, uh, you got one, one that I really like that, you know, I need to start getting in on is flipping stuff. Yeah. I know you like to flip stuff all the time. And every time, you know, I'm throwing stuff out, you're like, yo, what are you doing? Right. So why don't you talk about, you know, your, your flipping side hustle? Absolutely. You know, how did you get started? What do you do? And just things, things of that nature. Absolutely, man. So, yeah, like I said, you know, I'm a serial hustler. I, I'm always looking for that next, that next niche or that next deal. So, I mean, it all started probably when I was about 12 years old. So I was sitting at home, whatever, had some old you know, baseball cards or hockey cards at that time, I was like, man, I don't really use these anymore. They're collecting dust. So I go into our local trading shop and I start trading with the guy and I'm like, damn, these things have some value. So I started trading with them. You know, next thing you know, I was upgrading them, getting the next new players that were coming out that I wanted instead of my old ones. And from there, I just kind of, you know, that sparked my interest. I'm like, what else can I do this with? So like I said, I was doing lawn mowing and landscaping. That was my other side hustle is you know, I never really wanted to let anyone be in control of my destiny. So I was like, hey, if I have a lawn mowing business, you know, I can get out new customers. And I would put flyers on all my neighbor's doors, doing lawn mowing and landscaping for like 
six years when I was a kid. I upgraded all the way from a push lawnmower that my parents had up to like a 48 inch walk behind commercial grade one. And I was doing like 30 lawns in my neighborhood by the time I was in high school. So the main thing I've done really is I'm always looking at value. So if I go into Marshall's TJ Maxx, I'm looking at the name brand. I can see, wow, this is a really nice jacket, you know, and you look at one nowadays we have, you know, everyone's got a phone in their pocket and that's a walking computer. You just search on eBay, search on Google, wherever you want and look up that name brand and you can find some really good deals because at the end, all businesses is arbitrage, you know, so you're just finding something of value that someone else is willing to pay even more for and you can flip it. I mean, if you look at it in general, that's what Walmart does just on a massive scale, right? They go to China, you know, buy things in bulk, come over here, sell them up the price and they make huge profit. So I was always under the impression that, you know, you can, there's a business in anything really. So I would find stuff from, I'm talking about Goodwill. My brother was like this master at going to Goodwill and finding these crazy good things. We found like, you know, some oil paintings that were like $500 for like 20 bucks. Cause it might've been an estate sale that someone just, you know, they go into houses, just, Hey, donate all this to Salvation Army. We don't, we don't care what happens to it. And you can find crazy good deals. Um, we found crazy where they've had like, you know, North Face, Gore-Tex jackets that the, they didn't know what they had. And I look at the tag as a $300 jacket and they're selling it for 40 bucks. I buy that, go on eBay, put it up in an auction for like 200 and just like 10x your money right there. So we've always been in that. It's just kind of like the way my parents raised me was, you know, a penny saved is a penny earned. So the cool thing about it is nowadays, everything is so easily accessible with your phone. You have no excuse. So, I mean, I'm looking on let go Facebook market, Craigslist, looking at moving sales, trying to find people who need to sell things quick, go in with a, I'm not trying to like lowball them, but I'm like, Hey, I can pick this up today for cash. Will you take X? You know, prime example, I just bought a new iMac. Um, this guy was selling the brand new, um, magic touchpad with it. And, uh, we need a keyboard for it. So he had the magic touchpad with the brand new iMac wireless keyboard. He wanted 80 bucks for it. Both of those things are a hundred dollars each. That's a $200 retail price right there. By the way, I love buying stuff on second markets because there's no sales tax. So that's a huge life hack. Like if you can save just buying from someone else, you're going to instantly save eight and a quarter percent right there. Plus the markup that retailers charge, you can save easily over 50%. And it's better for the environment, right? So you're not wasting gas to go to a store. You're not, you know, making them ship all the products to the store. Then you go to the store and buy it. You can just go right to the source, find the products. Now you reuse them. Um, But I found, I got that Mac wireless keyboard and the touchpad. I offered him 60 bucks cash and he took it. So, I mean, there's deals to be made. You just got to be willing to find them. And honestly, it's not as scary as people think. Do the deal in public. Just be smart about it. Tell someone where you're going. You know, everything like that. Just use common sense. That's it, man. That's hopefully that's not too much info there, but I'm just always been inspired to like, you know, be the best version of yourself. And the cool thing about it is kind of like an adrenaline rush, right? Like you go to Marshall's or TJ Maxx, like a treasure hunt. Like you're like, oh, what can I find here? As opposed to Macy's or Nordstrom, you go there. Hey, I need this in a medium. Okay, here it is. Uh You're going to have to pay an arm and a leg for that convenience factor. But I kind of like the you know, the art of the find and you kind of get adrenaline off it. 
Yeah, no, because of you, the first, my first stop at like any Ross, TJ Marshalls mm-hmm. or anything, I go straight to the back and I go straight to the, the, the clearance rack. Where is that? I'll hit up. I'll hit up the um, like the the home goods section because I'm like, what can I buy yep. on clearance? Uh, and then I'll go over to the men's section, like what do they have for dirt cheap, you know, that I can come over. Oh, and absolutely. Buy. Uh, and then you're over here dropping nuggets, dude. I did not think about the secondary market at yeah. all. You know, when it comes to sales tax, for I mean, sure. that's 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 knowledge right there. And it I adds up. It. I mean, if you think about it, you're spending eight to ten percent more for that good on everything you buy, right? Like I just, just this weekend for my condo, I needed a fridge. So I'm like, shit, that's going to be, you know, a thousand dollar fridge plus 8%. That's another $82 on that. So just this weekend for Memorial day, they have tax-free weekend. So if you guys are in need of buying appliances or stuff, try to time your purchases around those good deals, like Memorial day deals, or even car buying, you know, there's huge deals they have where you can save a lot of money just based on the timing of the purchase. It's not like we're getting a different product. It's literally when you buy that exact product you can save tons of money on that yeah that's golden right there i i wrote that one down because that's so good um so whenever you're you you know anytime you like find something mm-hmm. to flip to sell what, what what's your process so after you find this item whether it's at goodwill or it's on craigslist like what do you do do you like do right. you how, how do you market so prime example like i know you you find clothes from from time to time that you flip or uh, if you find, you know, uh, uh, something, I don't know, like yeah. a painting or something that you find on, Good, on Craigslist, how do you get it ready to sell? Like, and how do you Great sell question. It? Great question. So, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's all about your market and your audience and who you are gearing it towards, right? So if I find something on Let Go, I'm immediately like, okay, I bought it here. That's probably not where the second, you know, owner is going to be, right? So I try to, first and foremost, honestly clean up your stuff like that's what you know i've, I've heard a quote where you can tell a loser if they're, who a loser is if they're selling a dirty car right so just clean up your product make it clean um if that involves washing it or detailing it anything like that just make it look good right like when you go to buy a car you want that clean car look and smell you don't want a dirty car that needs to be vacuumed and everything like that so just i always try to treat it like hey what would i want if i was buying this but Prime example for Marshall's TJ Maxx. I'm looking at the tags, make sure everything's intact. And then I'm going either to Mercari or eBay. I'm taking really good photos. A lot of things in general is just how you market them. So it's like a house, right? Like with you, Sherm, you know, if you take good photos and a good quality video, that goes so much farther than some dark lit room taken on an iPhone photos and they post them and they're all blurry. Like it's just all about your presentation. Even in life, you know, when you have a job interview, you want to go into that job interview with your shirt tucked in, you know, clean, your hair well done. You don't want to go in and look like you just woke up. You got to be presentable. So present your products in a way that you think would best fit. You want to put your best foot forward. So I'm, if I'm buying clothes at Marshall's, what I found is you want to get in front of the biggest audience, right? So the biggest audience isn't going to be on your Craigslist. That's, you know, random people in your specific city. You want to get to the largest mass audience of people. So that's eBay, Mercari, um, any other online platform, Poshmark, where you can sell these items to a larger audience. You have, you've multiplied your potential, you know, buyer by thousands of percent. So I'm definitely making sure i'm marketing the product right so if it's a north face gore-tex i'm saying north face gore-tex nwt new with tags 
uh, retail price in the listing so that when people search for this stuff, you can add tags to it. So like, say it's like, you're not supposed to do it on an eBay to say like North Face, uh, Adidas, Nike, all in the same row, but you can add other uh-huh. things to it so that when they're searching those tags, your item pops in there. So that's why on the bottom of a Craigslist ad, if I found something on let go and I think I can flip it on, on Craigslist in the bottom tags, like say you're trying to sell a car, you want to say tags, uh, colon, if it's a Toyota, you want to write Mazda, Honda, uh, mm. everything okay. else in there so that that search engine optimization is being used and you can get the largest audience possible. But Gotcha. So there's SEO hacks. For sure. It's just kind of like little you know, nuggets of info that have helped me. But I'm mostly, if I'm finding it on, if I go on Goodwill, say it's like a product, you got to be really cognizant of the size. Well, furniture doesn't. So you got to sell the furniture local. If you find something at Goodwill or something, try to sell it local so you don't have to pay for an arm and a leg for shipping and then you lose all your profit. So clothing on anything on TJ Maxx, Marshalls, I'm trying to flip that on eBay or Mercari or any other online site that I could sell it to. And usually the buyers will pay the shipping too. So that's like a huge win-win. Okay. Um, typically, how do you ship stuff? Um, I just use the prepaid labels that eBay, eBay provides, um, pay for or through PayPal. The That's the nice thing about PayPal. I mean, that's a great stock tone right now too is PayPal, eBay. All those mobile processing platforms are like, that's going to be the future. Like no one is using cash really that much anymore. PayPal, Venmo, um, everything like that to do cashless transactions, especially in this time and time and age, you know, cash is dirty. So people just want quick, easy transactions through Zelle, but um, the buyer will pay the shipping that increases the amount of deposit that's put into your PayPal account. And then you just buy the shipping label through eBay. They give you an automatic discount. If you buy the label through them, as opposed to going to the post office and having to weigh it and everything like that, and then slap the label on the box and drop it off. That's it. I didn't know that about eBay. I've never, I've never sold oh my God, it's eBay. Awesome. I need to step my game up. So how do you typically like, so you're stating, you know, PayPal and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That's how you get paid. How long does it typically take for you to get paid? Is it, you know, a few weeks? Is it a month? Is it instantly? Good question. How does that work? Uh, it's basically the, the more you sell, the quicker you get the money because then they know you're trustworthy. If you're just starting out and you have 0% review, um, it's going to take you, you have to wait till the tracking number actually gets delivered in the system to the customer. So it will just take as long as the shipping takes. Honestly, could be a few days or it could be a week, but you're not waiting, you know, months on end for it. It's going to show up. And another website too, I, I just thought of, sorry, I didn't mean to kind of elaborate, but I used to work at a hockey store. So I would find deals that my store was actually selling like on deep discounts that no one knew about because my owner refused to go online he didn't understand basic selling technology he always wanted to sell things in person because he started the store in the 70s and he's very old-fashioned there's nothing wrong with that but you're just limiting your buyer pool so i would buy things on clearance from my own store put them on ebay and then sell them to customers that way or there's another one for sporting equipment it was called (laughs) sidelineswap.com sideline swap it's like an online platform for simply selling you know sporting goods so if you have old cleats or if you're like an old baseball player with some old bats or anything you can sell it on sideline swap and then that the way you get paid on that is as soon as the item you sell gets delivered you in the the end person who bought it says i received it they release the funds and you get paid 
Nice. Okay. I like that a lot. No, that, I'm still allowed to know about, you know, your your old boss when you worked at the hockey shop did not believe in online, so you would just buy it and then you just Absolutely. It I was like, oh, my God, he's selling these goalie pads that were, like, normally $1,000 for 300 bucks. I'll buy them because that's what he was selling them for, for a random Joe Schmo to buy them. So I bought them for 300 go on eBay, sell them for, like, 700 Nice. I love it. Um, so I guess somebody that wanted to get into the game or the hustle of, you know, buying product yes. and flipping it, I guess what advice right. do you have? I would say that? have fun with it because, I mean, at the end of the day, if you're not enjoying it, I'm, you're not going to succeed, right? You only do things in life that make you happy. So if you can get online, like nowadays, you can couch surf and just be – I'll be at home, just look at let go. You'll find people who are, like, either really rich or just – really lazy and they say hey you know first come first serve there's a lot of times free product that you can just search for like in the section just type free and it'll pop up you'll find moving sales that's the best time to find stuff i find is when people are moving because i mean hate to say it but you got to capitalize on people's weakness so if they're moving and they have a time crunch be like hey i'll pick it up today for x and you can get really good deals um so i would say just start small and it, it snowballs. So if you're someone who likes to shop, just go to Marshall's. I mean, honestly, it's fun for me to just go through. Right now, there's a lot of stuff on clearance because they're trying to, you know, push through that inventory that's been sitting for a month since their stores have been closed. But, I mean, you go to Marshall's, TJ Maxx, Ross, just look around. You'll find deals. I mean, it's all about just being patient, you know, finding the right deal. You don't have to buy a bunch of stuff. It's just something that you know, and I mean, shoot, at the end of the day, if you don't, if you can't sell it, get something that you'll like too, because then you could just, that's a good excuse to just buy yourself something nice, you know, if you can find a good one. You know, know that's right? my issue, Jason. I buy all this stuff that I see that I'm it. going to flip. I'm like, oh, let me get this. Yeah. And then I end up keeping it, you know, six months later, I'm using the product and all that nonsense, or it's a cool right. shirt or it's an outfit. I, I know, right? I'm guilty of that too. I'll buy some shoes like that. I'm like, yeah, I'll flip these. And the next thing you know, I'm like, no, I'll keep it. Yeah, I was like, oh, it's such a great deal. You know, we're using product. Um, what was I going to say? I totally forgot what I was going to ask. I was going to ask you something else. But um, yeah, no. So flipping. Oh, no. My goal. So, like, okay. you got to hold me accountable, bro. So, I want to flip at least. Let's we're gonna start small. I want to flip like two products, yep. two items within okay. the next thirty Good. days. You can. I gotta find. And it's up. not even even if I, I mean, make, you know, like bucks, flipping is one thing, it. but honestly, just be resourceful. Like I've recently, it's crazy, but I've been finding stuff that people are throwing away. Like I live in an apartment complex where I, I can see this like dumpster where people throw things away at. And they'll be moving things. And they're like yesterday, I sold this video gaming chair. One of those ones, it was like neon green, one of those gamer chairs, you know? And uh, I literally just looked over. I'm like, what? And the person just wheeled it out there. And like, yeah, I'm moving. I can't take it with me. I'm like, okay. So I throw that thing up on Craigslist, sell it for 60 bucks. So, I mean, you can flip all you want, but then you're putting your own money up front. Why not just find it for free and then just flip it that way? And then you make all the profit. I like that. No, that's I mean, that's a good one. Right I mean, I'm not, so, you know, advocating you to have to jump in a dumpster, but <laughs> it sounds crazy. But I found stuff at my job where people would just, you know, throw away brand new product in the box. 
Yeah, no, that's that's insane. So yeah, like whenever I hear people, you know, that oh, I'm broke, I don't have any money, yes. I get so frustrated because like you could do something as simple as you know surfing the web for free merchandise and then turn oh, around and clean it up. And, yeah, and I mean and a lot of it, it just comes down to your drive and your motivation, right? Like, so it depends what you're looking for. If you're just online, you know, scrolling through Instagram all day, you have just as much time to be scrolling through Let Go or Offer Up or Craigslist to find deals. Like, it's just an excuse at that point. So I have no sympathy for someone's like, oh, I, oh, there's no opportunity. Like, give me a break. This is the best age of all time to be alive. Like the amount of technology available at our hands, you know, you can trade stocks in a millisecond on Robinhood. You know, you can literally find deals anywhere you go. There's so there's a plethora of so many resources available. It's it's just, you know, excusable to say you don't know. Just just do it. Research it. If if at anything, if you don't know, at least start somewhere. Hundred percent. Perfect. Perfect. I love that. That was definitely some some great info. You dropped some nuggets on this on this session too. I, I made a few notes. Um, but I absolutely love. So I always like to um, end the podcast, you know, with folks that I know asking them, you know, one of their most memorable moments um, that we've had together. What what can you think of? What's okay. coming to mind for me? Uh, it's probably the same one. What about yeah, what about my yourself? brother? We've had great times, and I appreciate everything you know you've done. You've been an awesome, you know, inspiration not only as a friend but you know someone to look up to as well. I mean you've done so many things at such a young age. It's, it's crazy. When you look back, you're going to be like, wow, I did all that before 30, you know, your realtor starting, you know, your own cleaning business. I mean, buying a franchise, most people can't say that ever in their life, let alone, you know, 20 years old. I mean, the stuff this guy has done is incredible guys. And um, the one thing I can think of is this all inclusive uh, day trip we did in the Bahamas. We just stumbled upon it. I mean, we were on a cruise because we just, we love cruises and uh, <laughs> cruises, by the way, are some of the best bang for your buck. I mean, if any of you guys have never been on a cruise, I would highly recommend it. I know, I know things are tough right now with, you know, COVID and all that, but I'm telling you, man, once all this clears up, you can get some good deals. I'm sure Carnival would need some business. So you can get all your food done, all your hotel, and they bring you to tropical ports for free. I mean, come on now. So we found this uh, this little day trip excursion they were doing. The guy was just standing in uh, like the hall when we were about to deport off for the island that day in Freeport, Bahamas. And um, he's like, hey, you want to do this like all-inclusive day trip? I'm like, we just looked at each other like, damn, this is sweet. And it was like $30 or something. And they bust us to this private island, you know, this open bar, like drinks there. We were doing all sorts of fun stuff on a private beach, water toys out there playing the sand water i mean that was probably one of the best times man no i remember that too um and i remember we didn't pay for drinks because yeah we just they were playing played games with the, games. the bartender he was just pouring um, shots for everyone it's good times <laughs> that right man that was like the ultimate like right spring break trip. i don't even think we're right college we're college. old uh but I still felt like I was 21. Right. And we're always, you know, break, like now. not playing the system, but we're doing life hacks, right? Like we freaking go to Bahamar, this $800 a night resort. And we just sneak on the property <laughs> like we own the joint. And we're talking to the bartenders. He's giving us free drinks. It's like life is what you make of it, right? Go out there and have some fun and just go for it. At the end of the day, you don't know unless you try. 
Exactly, because we right? didn't know if we were going to get turned away. We didn't know if they were going to call the cops. But literally, I remember us stumbling up at Bahar Mars property, and then I won't call yeah. them security, but they had staff. You know, we were just talking to staff, and then like I think we like tipped, yeah. tipped her like twenty bucks or something, and then um, to bring us drinks, and then like, was like, oh, you can go to the bar, and, like right? That was amazing. So I would say, you know, my most memorable moment that we've had is when I took you. Oh, okay. Yes, sir. (laughs) This is a great time. (laughs) Yeah. So I remember taking you, you had never been to like, you know, a legit black cookout and you were, you were like, it was the weekend. Um, I worked that day and then I got off. I was like, dude, get dressed. Mm -hmm. We're going, you know, we're going out. He's like, and we went to Justin's house. It was Justin's birthday cookout. I think it was, yeah, it was. It was in March. It was me, you, and KB. And yeah. I remember you had the time of your life. You you ate food. so much, dude. You had you hadn't had you hadn't had like, no. a black person fake beans before. Or their mac and cheese. <laughs> or the mac and cheese. Dude, that was great. That was, was some good eating. Mad fun time. I'm like, man, I've been missing out. Absolutely. We got to do it again, bro. I mean, we definitely, we got to link up soon. Absolutely. After this I want to take like a month off just to travel and just enjoy life. Oh, 100%. Like, I will take a month. <laughs> I don't care about what else is right? going on. So, Jason, I definitely want to thank you for taking the time, you know, and just dropping knowledge on us here today. You definitely put some, some things on my radar, you know, the sales tax pack. Um, and things like that. If people want to follow, uh, great you, question, man. So? Um, I'm I'm not a huge like social media person, just because I like doing it in real life instead. You know, I'm like looking at going to stores, finding all these deals. You can add me on Insta or Snapchat. I like Snapchat, but uh, hit me up with Sherm and you know follow Sherm. This guy's amazing. So thank you for the inspiration and everything. I mean, my uh, Instagram is just Jason Carville, J A S O N C A R B I L L E. But, you know, I appreciate you, Sherman, for being an inspiration for others. And, you know, keep it up, man. You are the millennial hustler. So keep doing what you're doing, brother. And one last thing for those of you guys who are in need of opportunity. Opportunities are out there wherever you look. So, like, nowadays with the service industry, you can be an Uber Lyft driver. There's tons of need for that. And also, if you don't want that contact human-to-human, just do Instacart. I mean, I was looking at a documentary yesterday. Instacart has increased 400% with the amount of increase in, you know, demand that they've had with all these deliveries. So the opportunities are out there. You just got to go out and find them. That's a good little nugget. Definitely. Well, there you go, folks. It's a wrap. Be sure to go and follow my friend Jason on his Instagram, Jason Carville. Until next time, folks. Peace. Hey, what's up, folks? I just wanted to take the time and thank each and every one of you for tuning in to the Millennial Hustler Podcast with your boy, Sherman Milton III. I would like to ask you all for a huge, huge favor. If you could do me like one huge favor and just subscribe, it'd be greatly appreciated. If you got any value out of this, check back in next week and share this podcast with a friend. If you or anyone you know would like to be a guest on my podcast, shoot me a message. I'm on Instagram. You can find me there. My username is smilton3rd. That's S-M-I-L-T-O-N, the number three, 
RD, and that's the best way you can get in contact with me.